Hello and welcome to episode number three of the Throwing Strikes podcast. My name is Steven Risotto and I'm joined here with Matthew McElligot, who is a Bishop Hartley High School class of 2020 pitcher. Um, and uh, he's kind of one of the unfortunate ones like myself that had their season uh, cut short and had their senior season cut short. Uh, so Matthew, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, so you're joining us from the Ohio area, which is where they're kind of starting to uh, open some things up in regards to the coronavirus. Um, with that being said, how's, how's your quarantine been going? Have you been doing anything new, anything interesting to pass the time? What's going on with you? Uh, yeah, um, they're starting to slowly open some stuff up over here. Um, there isn't really much to do right now. At the, some of the athletic facilities are still closed. So trying to get out and throw a little bit and, you know, stay in shape. And uh, like you said, been in an unfortunate situation. So just trying to stay in shape and make sure I'm ready for college season and hopefully summer ball season too. So uh, you kind of mentioned this already, but it's probably difficult to find ways to continue to stay active during these events and staying at home and all this. But have you been, uh, have you still been, you know, trying to grind it out and try to find ways to uh, stay active, throw maybe? Um, so how's, how's that been from a baseball standpoint, baseball activity standpoint? Yeah, we've gotten some guys out and we've gone to some uh, fields and We've done some live at bats, which is great for me to see some live hitters. And I know it's great for some of these other guys going to college to see some live pitching. And we've gotten guys that have gone to Columbus area schools that have played in college already. And it's, it's a nice mixture of people and it's about once a week, maybe we'll meet up and throw and hit. And so, yeah, we've been trying to grind out a little bit and figure stuff out. Yeah. I could imagine that's huge live at bats. Um, I know for me as a pitcher as well, it's, it's nice to get some work in. So in baseball, um, we spend a ton of hours a day with all of our teammates and without baseball, we're finding ourselves. Um, I'm at least for me individually, I'm finding myself missing everyone. So is it, is it kind of the same with you? Are you missing your teammates at all? Yeah. And, and like you said, it's, it's, uh, nice seeing those guys and now not seeing them as much, but, um, especially from the high school standpoint, some of those guys you might not see as much anymore, maybe ever again. But um, with those live at-bats, we have been getting together. It's a lot of uh, summer kids and kids that have gone to Hartley or, or uh, we played against those other schools. So it's, I have got to see a couple of them, which is nice. But, yeah, not seeing all of them is a little tough too, and especially just being around the baseball field and with the coaches and everything, it's a little different. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more about you coming up uh, and growing up playing all kinds of different sports, I'd imagine. What was it about baseball that kind of stood out to you? I, I didn't really focus solely on baseball until probably late last year. Uh, I played hockey growing up as well. So as you can imagine, it's jumping from one to the other with uh, no time in between, no no break. It's hockey right into throwing a baseball and then baseball right back in uh, skating again so um, yeah baseball for me I just knew that I could pitch at the collegiate level at some point and I just knew that my body um, I had the ni nice build like a good pitcher build and 
I didn't start pitching until freshman year. So it was all kind of really late in the process, but I, I figured out that I kind of had a knack for it. And I just really enjoyed the mechanics side of everything and analytics and love looking at that stuff. So yeah, I just fell in love with it all over again. And I just wanted to focus on that. So you mentioned hockey. I understand that that's a pretty big part of your life. Uh, your father is actually Bob McElligot, who is the current broadcaster for the Columbus Blue Jackets. So how has that experience and, and learning from him shaped your mindset as an athlete? Yeah, just being around some of those professional athletes my entire life has been uh, something that not a lot of people can have that same experience. So I've been lucky with all of that. And he's he also did some minor league baseball. So I've been around professional baseball players and then a bat boy on top of that. So again, around more guys and it's it's helped a lot and it's helped for me know what I want to do for in the future and look at that as a job and everything. And it's, I've really been lucky for all of that. And, and especially for what he's done for me with his job. Real quick here. You were a first team all blue division player as a high school hockey player. So is this something that you might want to continue moving forward or is hockey kind of in the past? Yeah, no, that's funny you said that because I've definitely I, I got some some stuff about uh, continuing hockey, and I just think for me, realistically, if I want to be a professional athlete one day, I think the uh, best route for me is through baseball, and I'd love to stay in hockey, like hopefully in college, shoot some hockey games. Um, I, I do a lot of filming and stuff, so that's big for me, and I, and I guess intern's the word for the Blue Jackets. I do some games now shoot some footage for them but um, I'd like to stay in it somehow one way or another but uh, playing wise probably done. So let's get to baseball so I mentioned that you attend Bishop Hartley High School in Columbus um, where you were a three-year starter during the course of your career there um, so you pitch and play third base right? I uh, Actually I was transitioning to the outfield late last year I was going to play a little play a little right field when I wasn't pitching and I DH'd a lot last year as well. So um, I did some research on you. You played at Wright State for the Southern Ohio unsigned senior game in the summer. What was that experience like facing, I'd imagine, bigger, better competition? How was that? Yeah, it was uh, definitely something nice. And then, um, you know, PBR event and having uh, people there to watch you and it's it's nice. Uh, I enjoy that uh, type of pressure, and uh, especially you know there's kids from all over, and it's not just Columbus anymore. And uh, it's some some really good kids are there. So I mean, it, it's definitely a lot of fun, and uh, the competitive levels definitely up, especially with all those people watching. It's it's really fun. So I saw some radar gun numbers that I want to read off here real quick for the viewers and the listeners. 82 to 85 on the fastball, 69 to 73 on the slider, 76 to 78 on the changeup. This was in the summer, so things might have changed. So what's your mentality whenever you um, toe the slab? What kind of pitcher are you? What's your mindset on the mound? Uh, yeah, um, you know, most of the time I throw a little harder than uh, some people do, so you know, it's it's always a goal for, I think, every pitcher, and maybe you can agree with this, to try and put some numbers up there on the gun. You want to blow things past. But it's also nice to be able 
my slide my slider's been a great out pitch and I love throwing that for for uh strike three there. But um I'm definitely someone who throws anything in any count. Doesn't matter if it's three oh and I need to throw a breaking ball or you know, it, it doesn't matter for me. So uh, I'm just someone that relies on all my pitches and I uh, can get out. Three oh curveballs, I like that. That that's that's just some true confidence in that breaking ball. So is there any team or, or pitcher that you watch a lot uh, that you try to model your game after? Yeah, definitely. There's a, there's a couple, you know, I like taking the best. Uh, so like I use the example, Luis Castillo has a disgusting changeup. So mm-hmm. when I, I started developing my changeup last year, I was watching Luis Castillo and how he's gripping that and what his arms like going through that. Um, everybody knows that Trevor Bauer's big on numbers and, he, he does the YouTube stuff now, so it's nice watching that. And especially he's a he's a really smart guy too. So, uh, you know, engineer from UCLA. So, um, but Roy Holiday is the, probably the biggest one out of anyone. Um, just the way he, he handles himself on the mound and uh, just the way he pitched and how dominant he was, was it, it's something I tried to take over after. And I mean, watching him pitch and, trying to somewhat recreate that um it's kind of my goal yeah I love I love watching Bauer too I think he's brilliant um I know during early on in the quarantine process Bauer tried to gather some big league and minor league players and they tried to do like a sandlot game and stuff and now he's facing live hitters in like the middle of a desert so Bauer's brilliant and his phone number just got leaked on ESPN so that guy I love Bauer Castillo was actually a San Francisco giant minor leaguer. Then they traded him for Casey McGee. So that was a little, um, not a good trade there. And also, um, Roy Halladay, there's a ESPN documentary coming out about him. Uh, so for all the viewers out there, I don't know what the date is, but I just remembered seeing that on Twitter. Uh, so what do you do on a baseball field, uh, that differentiates yourself from some of the other competitors, some of the other pitchers uh, that you face? Yeah, um, I think I'm a little more out there than most people are, um, I guess. Um, I'm not as to myself on the mound. I, I, I think it might be more of a hockey thing, but I'm su- since I'm super competitive, I show a lot of emotion. So um, not something you see too much from a high school pitcher, but I mean, um, I pitched in some big games. Um, sophomore year we won uh districts and I, I started that game and I want five no hit innings and I mean that I was as a sophomore that was insane and then just being so emotional on the mound and just like but at the same time keeping control of those emotions is big too you know but um yeah I'm someone that for as competitive as I am I still have fun and I think that's something that's big for me because I'm always uh I'm sure you've seen the video of the old Miss guy talking to himself on the mound. Uh, I'm kind of like that guy. He's screaming at himself on the mound. I mean, um, I'm always just trying to amp myself up and do as well as I can. That's great. So let's talk about high school. How has Bishop Hartley, you could talk up your program a little bit, talk up the Bishop Hartley program. How have they kind of turned you into the player that you are today? Yeah, it's, it's crazy because uh, going there, I didn't really – uh, they weren't really known for baseball. They're they're a football school. Um, we're really good in football, and I mean, uh, we get some great kids to come come in for football. But um, 
yeah, sophomore year, we had a team that um, wasn't supposed to do much. We had four seniors and a lot of us were sophomores and a, and a lot of juniors as well. And, um, you know, we had some freshmen. We had a freshman DH come in and play right away. And um, most of our infield was sophomores. But um, Coach Sawyer does a great job. At, he's a great motivator. Uh, he's the offensive coordinator for the football team. So he, he really gets us ready to play. And um, Coach Tim Heinmiller, our, uh, our assistant coach, is really great on that baseball aspect. He played at Ohio Wesleyan, which is a D3 here and just outside of Columbus. But um, he, he's great with teaching the game. And then um, Sawyer gets us amped up for the games. But I think the, the main thing for us was since we didn't have anything to prove, it made our jobs a lot easier. And when we did prove something, the next year we came right back and we won the district championship game again. And I mean, um, I think that would have been the same th same thing this year. And uh, I think we're just a good program. We're getting some good young talent. And it's really good for us. Awesome. So I'm going to show you why I wanted to share my screen. Because uh, I noticed something about your school. And uh, hold on just a second here. Um, and, and you're going to know exactly what it's going to be. Your I baseball field. I can tell you what it's going to be. Yeah, the baseball <laughs> field is we take a look can you see this right here yeah yeah um, describe what is happening bids. in this picture yeah if if anybody hasn't seen the five point uh video where he does the weirdest high school baseball fields he he has john boy on it and i know a lot of people know who john boy is but um he said it looks like a the front of a delivery truck um <laughs> you know you know it, it's crazy so as a pitcher the the sun when we play the sun is setting and it's going right into your eyes there on the mound and it's going right into right field so the two positions of course that I play are like the absolute worst because when the sun's setting it's awful and um, center field's so deep it's insane compared to just the rest of the park um, right in the left center where it jets in I cannot explain to you how many home runs are hit there in batting practice and in games. We probably have like 800 balls just sitting on top of our school. I mean, <laughs> the locker room, the locker room, that small little building right there, and then right over top is our um, we call that B wing. That's our sophomore hallway. So there's a ton of balls up there, and then neighborhood back back uh, behind home plate, and then uh, the part that is also super weird is um, the football field kind of is combined with the baseball field in a way. Oh my the track, goodness. I see. There's a, there's a walkway right in front of the fence there by that track. So there's no fence there for the baseball field. So you can, it's out of play, but I've seen a couple guys go try and grab foul balls from other teams and slip on that concrete. It's, it's there's a lot going on there. I can tell you that. <laughs> there is a lot going on there. Uh, how, sh how deep do you play the right fielder? Cause that's a pretty shallow right field. Or maybe maybe it just uh, looks shallow because of the rest of the field, but no, it's it's definitely shallow. Uh, I I've been guilty of giving up a home run or two over there, but um, yeah, most of the time they they play pretty far back. I mean, th there isn't really much else to play. I guess if you're going to come in on it, you might as well play back. And um, there there's not much to go, but I, I've seen people hit hit the ball off the right center field wall and get a single. That's how shallow it is. I mean, <laughs> that's crazy. All right. So back to this. Um, I just had to get that in there. So, um, 
your guys' season ended up being shut down uh, due to the coronavirus, obviously. Did you guys have the chance to get at least any games in? No, actually, we were – it was, like, maybe not even a full week right before we were about to get our first scrimmage in. Uh, we, had, we had some good practices, and we did a lot of stuff. We did a lot of uh, our, our own scrimmages, split the team up, scrimmage each other. But, uh, yeah, we didn't get an actual game in at all. So how did they break the news to you guys that it was – school was canceled and baseball was canceled altogether? Yeah, um, you know – we so we found out on a Friday that school that was going to be our last day of school for at least three weeks and um on Thursday we got um we got together at the end of practice and we got told this is what was happening and um yeah it was it was kind of tough and we just expected to be back you know in three weeks and what else are you going to do um and then the governor uh, he he does a little tv thing every day so he came on and said that schools were shutting down uh the hsa quickly released something right after saying sports were done so there wasn't really anything from the coach's standpoint i mean uh, of course they texted us and emailed us um what happened and how sorry they were and especially for all the seniors but yeah it was it was kind of uh one of those nasty breakup texts i guess you could call it you know (laughs) so have you are you angry about your senior year being destroyed, sad, upset, all this stuff being canceled and maybe even delayed. What are your feelings about your senior year just kind of crumbing up? Yeah, I mean, at first, um, you know, I thought it was awful, um, especially with the team we had and the guys we had and uh, the amount of friendships you build over the, the course of the three going on, I guess, four years. And, um, you know, just – the amount of success we had and how close we were to the state turn like state finals final four um you know we're, we were two games away two years ago and last year we were three games away i mean we're right there and we knew it was our year and um it was just tough but um yeah it's it's tough not being able to play with those guys one last time i mean all together it's 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 hard but um I'm looking forward to hopefully getting back and watching some of those guys uh, next year and the year after and uh, see how good the program's doing after that. Absolutely. So have you heard anything? Because um, mine got pushed back. Have you heard anything about a possible graduation? Yeah, um, I think we're doing some sort of online thing and then we're doing some reunion sometime next summer or over the winter break next year or something like that is how it's supposed to happen. But it's kind of crazy. There's really no nothing set in stone yet, you know. Yeah. Uh, so you were actually committed to uh, Sinclair Community College, which is I've looked it up. Total baseball powerhouse. I mean, they've been to the JUCO World Series a couple times recently, and uh, they got guys that transfer to D1 and and D2 schools like it's nothing. And uh, so, what interested you in heading down the JUCO route first, as opposed to like automatically? going to a four-year because Juca route in my opinion it's a really underrated move and I think more kids should be doing it what do you think yeah definitely um something for me just you know we talked about me playing hockey well that means I can't have an off-season lift or specifically focus on baseball then so um that was really big for me to be able to go and only worry about baseball for for two years um 
I threw at a camp. Akron is getting their, they got their baseball program back and they were uh, inviting people out to come and uh, have a try it, I guess. I don't know what the right word was. It was a camp, but um, I threw and I threw really well. And um, pitching coach pulled me aside and said, uh, hey, have you looked at the junior college route? And at the time I was getting uh, just D3 looks and I knew I was a little more than that. And that's not to rip on D3 because there's some great D3 programs out here. but um, I knew I I could develop more and um, meeting Coach Denman for the first time and going on campus and he was really straightforward and said here's how it is here and this is what we're gonna do and and they like you said it's a baseball powerhouse I mean um, the stuff they do is great for the kids um, they were they were running a high there was a, almost like a D1 program and within a JUCO I mean. But uh, it definitely interested me, uh, especially with the amount of success they had. So uh, that that's kind of how I got to go to Sinclair and uh, why I committed to go there. So now you're currently looking for any college offers, and Sinclair isn't really an option anymore. So what fell through with them? I know this. I I know what fell through with them because I read some stuff last night about this. But tell your side. What fell through with Sinclair College? Yeah, I think uh, coronavirus was uh, a little bit of a cover-up. And, uh, I mean, I think it was just a decision that nobody wanted to have sports anymore. I mean, that's an awful decision, I know. Um, a lot of those athletes wouldn't be there without the sports there. And, um, you know, they have uh, softball and men's and women's basketball as well as baseball. And, I mean, Dent uh, shared a report, and it was like, 100% of the male athletes wouldn't be there if it wasn't for their athletics. I mean, wow. it, it's kind of crazy to think about that and shutting that down and trying to get uh, other people to still go to school there. But I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I think the coronavirus was a little bit of the straw to break the camel's back. You know, it was just a, uh, it was, it's an awful time for us, especially trying to look for somewhere to play baseball so late, you know. Um, recruiting process is pretty much done at this point except for trying to find people like us trying to look for somewhere that we're capable of playing d2 and and uh, nai and juco baseball and even d1 um i think a kid just right before the call here committed to go play for stetson um so i mean we're we're capable of playing so we're just trying to get scooped up right now yeah so i went down um sinclair's social media and there's a ton of kids looking for schools that kind of are in the same situation as you. And um, Sinclair retweeted the tweet saying, Hey, don't come to my, like they're not coming to my school, help them find somewhere else. So is Sinclair helping you guys out at trying to find a, another school to play baseball at, or are you guys on your own? I know coach Denman's been great. Um, he, he's a, he's a true professional. I mean, he, he immediately after he found out, he he uh, just kind of gave us a heads up. And then, of course, the news was broke. And then um, he immediately emailed all of us on our school email saying, I have 300, 400 names here. And here's an Excel spreadsheet that I'm going to send to all these coaches. Had people's contact information, notes about every player. Like, I didn't play a single game for them. And he has notes about me. So, I mean, he, he was great about it. And reaching out to as many people he, he's been great and he he was of course retweeting all of our flat ground app and flat ground bat stuff uh, via the Sinclair baseball but yeah he's he's helped us a lot and I know he's talked to a lot of coaches for all I believe 45 46 of us 
Yeah, so I came across your your story when I was actually looking down the flat ground, um, the uh, their timeline, and which is going to help me a lot with this podcast with uh, providing guests because um, a lot of those people are looking for opportunities. So since then, have you received any offers from schools? Um, like since you have been looking? Yeah, um, it was kind of funny. I put out the tweet and I. I got two phone calls within five minutes of the tweet. And uh, uh, like I said, my first time through the recruiting process, it was pretty much only D3 schools. And, um, you know, um, I figured I would get more than that, but I didn't. But now the second time through, it's uh, a bunch of NAIAs and uh, a couple D2s, four or five D2s and um, some JUCOs across the country. And, uh, starting to narrow down my list hopefully and you know this is a tough situation realistically you want this done by the end of the month and just kind of push it aside and have your decision done but yeah I have and uh, a lot of the schools uh, are schools that I wouldn't have originally thought of trying to get into or um, try and contact the coach for and it's kind of funny just the way it worked out and I think the Sinclair baseball name and being associated with coach Dinnerman has helped a lot with that process too. Well, I'm glad that you're uh, you're kind of recovering from that, and you're look like you're in a good place. Um, so, how far? A couple more questions here. How far are you planning on going with your baseball career? Do you have any aspirations past baseball? Because um, I know everybody looks at the draft, especially in high school, college, um, and I'm sure that's a goal for you. Um, so, again, how how far are you planning on going with this? Do you have any? Um, ideas on what you want to do outside of baseball possibly yeah um you know drafts a been a dream of mine or even just to sign some sort of contract i'd, I'd play for free and we were the mlb guys are talking about taking pay cuts i'd i'd gladly go out there and play you know just you know it's a dream of most kids that grow up to play and playing baseball but um yeah i've definitely thought of stuff outside of baseball if worse comes to worse um Again, we talked about earlier um, me with the hockey and stuff. I do a lot of uh, footage and filming and uh, editing videos for for stuff. And I'm sure um, you scroll through my Twitter, there's stuff all over the place. But, um, yeah, I do that a lot for our football team, which I mentioned they're really good. So I like doing stuff for them. And then, um, again, done, done a little work with the Blue Jackets here. So um, hopefully get into something like that. And if you know, the baseball thing doesn't work out. All right. So I got three rapid fires for you. Um, we're going to go intentional talk style on here. Um, so first of all, what is your favorite movie? Oh, um, wasn't expecting this. I'll probably <laughs> go for the love of the game or money. No, I'm going to change that money ball. I'm going to go money ball. I just watched that the other day. Great movie. Um, what is one thing on your bucket list that you want to achieve this year? Touch 90. That's a good, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> and if you had superpowers, what would it be? Uh, to teleport. That's a good one. All right. Matthew McElligot, remember the name, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining me again. I'm sorry about your senior year, um, but it looks like you're in a pretty – pretty good place as to finding a future school uh, so i wish you the best of luck thanks for coming on yeah thank you for having me i appreciate it
All right. Thanks so much. So you guys could follow the podcast on Twitter at strikes podcast. We're on Instagram at throwing strikes podcast. And we're on Facebook too. Um, there's no ads on Facebook. So you're just going to have to search us up. Uh, and also on YouTube, uh, the link will be on shortly. Actually, by the time you're watching this, the link would already be on. So I don't know what I'm talking about. All right. Thanks, Matthew, for joining us again. And uh, have a great one.